Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. Holy shit, two episodes in two days. Uh, mostly because I just wanted to just start the weekend uh, flat with the new emails that are coming in from um, our JW person. Um, and then we'll get into more Elijah, because so far he's the most badass person I think we've uh, we've seen in the Bible. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. And seeing where we get. Um, anyway, so, again, the the uh, business in the beginning, uh, you can email me at according to stupid at gmail.com, as well as find me on the Twitter sphere at uh, accord to stupid, and you can find that in the description. Okay, so uh, the email chain has changed again, so there's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven uh, different subject headers, and we're all discussing just the Bible in general, and... Uh, this is getting somewhere, I think, but I don't. I, I don't think I've cracked uh, our um, the agent of this particular uh, faith just yet. Um, not a whole lot of uh, philosophical discussion. It seems I send the last thing, and then they move right on uh, to something else, which is a might bit frustrating, um, especially with what's going on. Uh, so. This came in uh, yesterday night, and uh, I just uh, sent an answer just before this. Uh, that's only a couple minutes old, um, depending on how long this podcast is. It's might be even longer, but uh, at the start of this podcast, it was like four minutes ago. So I was like, you know, let's just knock this out and call it good. Um, anyway, so uh, the title of the uh, email chain thread, whatever, of this new one, newest one out of the seven or eight I just did, uh, what did Jehovah do? Question mark. Um, so they they throw out there the Bible uh, tells us that Jehovah didn't kill the rebels immediately. Instead, he allowed time for humans to rule themselves. This would make it clear that Satan is a liar and that Jehovah knows what is best for humans. Uh, but what do you think about Adam and Eve's decision? Was it right for them to believe Satan and disobey God? Jehovah had given Adam and Eve everything they had. He gave them perfect life, a beautiful place to live and work that they enjoyed. But Satan had never done anything good for them. What would you have done? Today, each of us has a similar choice to make, and our life depends on that choice. We can choose to obey Jehovah as our ruler and uh, help prove that Satan is a liar. Or we can choose Satan as our ruler. This is what the psalmist said in Psalm 73, 28. But as for me, drawing near to God is good for me. I have made the sovereign Lord Jehovah my refuge uh, to declare all your works. Notice that Proverbs 27, 11 says, Be wise, my son, and make my heart rejoice, so that I can make a reply to him who taunts me. Do you think very many people in this world obey God? The reason I ask you uh, that is because God is not the ruler of the world. Next, let's talk about who actually rules the world. So, there's hopefully there's another email coming. So, I responded. Hey, I think I've forgotten who the rebels were. Who are we talking about exactly? Then I move on. Uh, I mean, in the context of things, he's a serpent. He doesn't come out with it like some sort of mustache-twirling villain, but he disguises himself. Honestly, can't blame them for falling. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and frankly, if it is a paradise and there could be anything in there, a talking anything would be out of the uh, wouldn't be out of the ordinary, I'd imagine. In fact, I'd probably be mesmer I'd probably be mesmerized 
by the fact of a talking snake. And if he's saying some good ideas, then, well, why not? Sounds good to me. Not like Adam and Eve had much of an education. Don't get into cars with strangers, etc. They didn't know about good and evil, so who can really blame them? So, wait. He's ruler in the third paragraph, but not ruler in the end? I'm confused. Is it so extreme as that you can either choose God or Satan? I have my doubts that it is that extreme. Can a Satanist do good and a Christian do evil? I don't think it's so cut and dry as that. The psalmist seems to know what he's doing, and good for him. The proverb quote seems to need some context. Sounds like he just needs some time to sit with the family and come up with a good retort to someone who insulted him. Obeying God. I'd say inadvertently. Most folks don't want to kill, steal, or sleep with a neighbor's wife. But then we have a good deal of bigotry, racism, and just hate all around, which, while not one of God's commandments, seems to be a big part of some organized religions. If you're different, we cannot accept you, and you're going to hell. Are we supposed to accept our neighbor, turn the other cheek, and all that? So, I'll bite to your question. Who is? As in the ruler part. What is? Is anything or anyone? I'm finding I'm doing a lot of exploring on my end and a lot of questions from you, but I still feel like I'm getting less answers as we go with you. For ease's sake, can we keep this in one email chain? Not that I can't keep track, but it is a little bit of an inconvenience to track these multiple email chains that I think are more copy-pasting than putting together. Uh, I do need to ask, how are we doing? With love, John. So, that's where we're going to leave that off for the weekend. Um, now on to, back to, uh, First Kings, um, and we're on chapter 19. So, uh, Elijah just pretty much murdered a bunch of, helped to murder a, bun- murder a bunch of uh, demon worshippers, um, Baalites, I guess, by being like, uh, if, if, you're, uh, if your offering catches fire without you putting fire under it, you know, God's real. Fun. Um, and then uh, heals a kid before. So, yay. Uh, chapter 19, we're going to kingjamesbibleonline.org and have fun. Uh, and Ahab told Jezebel, all. oh yeah, and he showed up to uh, Jezreel to go see Jezebel, I guess. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah, Elijah had done, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. And he had us a sword apparently somewhere. Uh, Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Uh Oh, she's like, all right, you can kill me. However, you got to give me a day to try to convince you to join the dark side, I'm assuming. Uh, And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, belongeth to Judah, sorry, and left his servant there. Goodbye. And he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father. So he hasn't even made it to this place yet. And he's like, Nope, I'm done. I've killed 400 some up people and I... I, uh, starvation's gonna get me under this fucking juniper bush. So I, uh, I'm good. I'm doing fucking great. Kill me now, God. And as he lay and slept under the juniper tree, hoping to die, behold, then an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake. A cake everywhere. 
bacon on, <laughs> on the coals, and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink, and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time, and touched him, and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. Which seems odd that he turned away his servant, who probably could have packed, you know, a couple more granola bars. And he arose and did eat and drink, and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. This takes a while to travel to these places, I guess, even though it seemed to take Ahab very little time to get to where he needed to go. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What dost thou hear, Elijah? And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm traveling to Jezreel, I guess, but maybe I'm not. He's not. Fuck. And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I even, I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. When did that happen? Seems we're missing a chunk. Maybe I am. I don't fucking know. Um, okay, so, so after everything that Elijah has done, apparently we're missing a chapter or so of the people have killed prophets and things. And maybe he's just referring to, like, way in the past, and he's the last of prophets and things. Uh, and he's uh, presuming that anybody around him is going to be like, you do what? And, and stab him. I assume. I don't know. Because I haven't heard anybody being like, you know what I think. I think we should start killing prophets. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. High five, king. And it goes from there. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains. Oh, shit. And break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. He was actually with someone else. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Where the fuck was he? Because pretty much we're going to kill Elijah. Just go stand up there. It'll be fine. Are you the wind, O oh Lord? No, I am not the wind. Are you the earthquake, O oh Lord? As I'm standing on this fucking mountain. I am not the earthquake. Well, where the fuck are you? Uh, and after the earthquake, a fire. I bet God was not the fire. Uh, but the Lord was not the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Okay. So we're scaring Elijah. And it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out, and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him, and said, What do doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous of, for the Lord God of hosts. For him or of him? It must be for. Uh, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, throw down thine altars, slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Who? And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Hazael to be king over Syria. Why? Okay. None of this is starting to make any sort of sense. Elijah, you're missing some chunks of your story, I think. And Jehu, uh, the son of Nimishi, uh, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, uh, of Abelmahola, Shalt thou anoint to be the prophet in thy room? Well, what you already have one. I'm one. Elijah, I, me, why not me, motherfucker? Uh, and it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay, and him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Neato. Who cares? And I guess it'd be like, we'll make a trifecta, and we will rule... Uh, I guess. Yet I have left me seven thousand in Israel, 
all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every month mouth which hath not kissed him. Oh, so we've jumped down quite a bit of lesser and lesser people. So we departed hence, and found Elisha the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth. And, and then Elijah passed by him, and cast his mantle upon him. Here you go, buddy. And <laughs> come with me. Where are you going? You still have shit to plow! Get back here, you motherfucker! And that's pretty much what that probably sounded like. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah, and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? Okay. And he returned back from him, and took a yoke of the oxen, and slew them. What the fuck? And boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen, and gave unto the people, and they did eat. What the fuck? Then he arose and went over Elijah and ministered unto him. So <laughs> this random stranger shows up to this dude who's plowing, being like, you need to come with me. And he's like, okay, goodbye, mom. Goodbye, dad. And he just kills all the oxen, being like, all right, see ya. Sounds pretty fucking awful. You just laid your parents fucking high and dry, and they're probably going to die here in a minute. Doesn't sound very Christian, but we're not Christian yet. And uh, Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, gathered all his hosts together, and there were thirty and two kings with him, and horses and chariots, and he went up and besieged Samaria, and warred against it. Metal. And he sent messengers to Ahab, king of Israel, into the city, and said unto him, Thus saith Ben-Hadad, Thy silver and thy gold is mine, thy wives also, and thy children, even the goodliest, are mine. And the king of Israel answered him and said, Go fuck yourself. Uh, my lord, O king, according to thy saying, I am thine and all that I have. Okay, we're starting this off not great. And the messengers came again and said, Thus speaketh Benadad, saying, Although I have sent unto thee, saying, Thou shalt deliver me thy silver and thy gold and thy wives and thy children, yet I will send my servants unto thee tomorrow about this time, and they shall search thine house and the houses of thy servants, and it shall be that whatsoever is pleasant in thine eyes, they shall put it in their hand and take it away. Okay, so he's sending a bunch of servants to be like, No, 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 I like the shit in this room. <laughs> then the king of Israel called all the elders of the land and said, There's a son of a bitch over there that's going to take my fucking land. Mark, I pray you, and see how this man seeketh mischief. Uh-huh. For he sent unto me for my wives and for my children, my silver and my gold, and I denied him not. Uh, what? And all the elders and all the people said unto him, Hearken not unto him, nor consent, which sounds smart. Uh, wherefore he said unto the messengers of Benedad, Tell my lord, the king, all that thou didst send for to thy servant at the first, I will do, but this thing I may not do. And the messengers departed, and brought him word again, which makes no fucking sense, but okay. And Benadad said unto him, and said, The gods do so unto me, and more also, if the dust of Samaria shall suffice for handfuls of all the people that follow me. What? And the king of Israel answered, and tell him, Tell him, let not him that girdeth in his harness boast himself as he that putteth it off. Uh, okay. And it came to pass, when Benadad heard this message, as he was drinking, which you know, kings do, he and the kings in the pavilions, that he said unto his servants, set yourselves in array. And they set themselves in array against the city. We will kill every motherfucker in this place. And behold, there came a prophet unto Ahab king of Israel, saying, Let us say the Lord, 
Hast thou seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into thine hand this day, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Fun, a good one, however. And Ahab said, By whom? And he said, Thus saith the Lord, even by the young man of the princes of the provinces. Then he said, Who shall order the battle? And he answered, Thou? <laughs> okay. Uh, and then he numbered the young men of the princes of the provinces, and they were 232. And after them he numbered all the people, even all the children of Israel, being 7,000. They went out at noon, but Benadad was drinking himself drunk in the pavilions, but luckily he has an army and several of the kings to take care of this shit. He and the kings and thirty and two kings that helped him. Are they all drinking? Still, <laughs> you just give the order, go kill them, and it should be fine. And the young men of the princes in the provinces went out first. And Benadad sent out, and they told him, saying, There are men come out of Samaria. Okay. And he said, Whether they be come out for peace, take them alive. Or whether they be come out for war, take them alive. So, all right, we're taking prisoners. So these young men of the princes of the provinces came out of the city and the army which followed them. And they slew every one his man, and the Syrians fled. Oh, well. That didn't last long. And Israel pursued them, and Benadad the king of Syria escaped on a horse with his with a horseman. And the king of Israel went out and smote the horses and chariots and slew the Syrians with a great slaughter. I assume the Syrians showed up with a fucking bunch of people, but apparently 7,000 random-ass Israelites are more than enough to take on these fuckers. And the prophet came to the king of Israel and said to him, Go strengthen thyself, and mark, and see what thou doest. For at the return of the year the king of Syria will come up against thee. And the servants of the king of Syria said unto him, Their gods are gods of the hills. Therefore they are stronger than we, but let us fight against them in the plain. And surely we shall be stronger than they. Who makes that logic? And do this thing, take the kings away, every man out of his place, and put captains in their rooms. And number thee an army, like the army that thou hast lost, horse for horse, and chariot for chariot, and we will fight against them in the plain, and surely we shall be stronger than they. And he hearkened unto their voice, and did so. I'm confused who's talking. And it came to pass in the at the return of the year that Benadad numbered the Syrians, went up to Aphek uh, to fight against Israel. And the children of Israel were numbered, and were all present, and went against them. And the children of Israel pitched before them like two little flocks of kids, but the Syrians filled the country. Okay, so it's a big, massive army that these Syrians are sending out to kill these teeny, tiny, little 7,000 people. And there came a man of God and spake unto the king of Israel and said, uh, Well, <laughs> I lied. Thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said, The Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore, I will deliver all this great multitude into thine hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Which makes really no like sense of this, because usually if you're coming from the high ground attacking a much smaller army, you are probably a-okay. It doesn't sound like there's a canyon, so in the valleys. So they're in the wide open spaces, all 7,000 of them. They don't have superior firepower beyond, assumingly, God on their side. But let's find out what happens. Maybe God, like, just starts lighting the place on fire. And they pitched one over against the other seven days, and so it was that in the seventh day the battle was joined, and the children of Israel slew of the Syrians an hundred thousand footmen in one day. I doubt it. Because what? That's like thirteen... Thirteen people need to be killed by each one of you. <laughs> At, like, minimum. 
you know. Uh, but okay, they did it. Good job. Doesn't make any sense unless they super fucked it up. And they must have... <laughs> Whoa. Uh, and the rest fled to Fek into the city, and there was a wall fell upon twenty and seven thousand. And there a wall fell upon twenty and seven thousand men? That were left? Okay, what wall? Inside the city? Were they hanging out and be like, oh, fuck! And then just all came crashing down like, um, what's the, the wall? Whatever. Um, and uh, the king fled. Benedad fled and came into the city. Oh, so he's not even in their city. So some wall just came out and <laughs> killed 27,000 uh, uh, 27, people. Uh, into an inner chamber, and his servant said to him, Hey, what the fuck? Behold now, we have heard that the kings of the house of Israel are merciful kings. Are they? They just killed most of us. Let us, I pray thee, put a sackcloth on our loins and ropes upon our heads, and go out to the king of Israel. Peradventure he will save thy life. I doubt it. So they girded sackcloth on their loins, put ropes on their heads, and came to the king of Israel, and said, Thy servant Benadad saith, I pray thee, let me live. And he said, Is he yet alive? He is my brother. Now the men did diligently observe whether anything would come from him, and did hastily catch it. And they said, My brother Ben-Hadad. Uh, then he said, Go ye, bring him. Then Ben-Hadad came forth to him, and he caused him to come up into the chariot. And Ben-Hadad said unto him, Why didn't I just bring a knife and just stab you right now? The cities which my father took from thy father I will restore, and thou shalt make uh, streets for thee. Uh, in Damascus, as my father made in Samaria. Then said Ahab, I will send thee away with this con with this covenant. So he made a covenant with him and sent him away. All right, go make some streets and shit. And figure out what happened with that wall that killed a fuck ton of people. And a certain man of his sons and the prophets said unto his neighbor in the word of the Lord, Smite me, I pray thee. And the man refused to smite him. Oh, good. Random. Uh, then said he unto him, Because thou hast not obeyed the voice of the Lord, behold, as soon as thou art departed from me, a lion shall slay thee. It seems we get lions to do God's dirty work quite a bit. And as soon as he was departed from him, a lion found him and slew him. Whoa! Uh, then he found another man, and he said, Smite me, I pray thee. What, who, why? We made a covenant. Oh, so we made a covenant. And a certain man, and a certain man of the sons of the prophet said unto his neighbor in the word of the so we're having just random assholes be just like, kill me, I pray thee. And the man smote him so that in smiting he wounded him, probably hopefully killed him too. So the prophet departed and waited for the king by the way and disguised himself with ashes upon his face. Look, I'm falling apart. And as the king passed by, he cried unto the king and he said, Thy servant went out into the midst of the battle and behold, a man turned aside and brought a man unto me and said, Keep this man, if by any means he be missing. Then shall thy life be for his life, or else thou shalt pay a talent of silver. Fuck off, hobo! And as thy servant was busy here, and there he was gone. And the king of Israel said unto him, I could give a fuck about a talent of silver. So shall thy judgment be, thyself hath decided it. What the fuck is happening? And he hastened and took the ashes away from his face, and the king of Israel discerned him that he was of the prophets. You prophet boy! And he said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, because thou hast let go out of thy hand a man whom I appointed to utter destruction, therefore thy life shall go for his life, and thy people for his people. 
And the king of Israel went to his house heavy and displeased and came to Samaria. That whole chapter was very confusing. Um, we're going to finish this uh, next time, ladies and joins. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. And uh, you can email me at the uh, according to stupid at gmail.com as well as accord to stupid on the Twitter. Uh, have fun. Toodaloo. That was a weird little time, but um, let me know what you think. Comment and so on. You guys rock. Toodaloo. Goodbye. You've been gospel to by the stupid. <laughs>